Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,293. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm, well, I'm actually in Los Angeles, but I should be in Germany because my guest today is Aloisa Roof. Aloisa, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Hello, Mark. Thank you for that lovely welcome. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Now, I mentioned that I should be in Fafenusen in Germany with you because that's where you're from, but you're in Los Angeles right now. And you're having a little fun at the Peterson Museum, right? Quite frankly, I am. Quite frankly, I am. I decided to expand my wings to the United States and work with them in their marketing department to learn more about the U.S. market and the U.S. car culture, or better said, L.A. car culture. Well, there's a lot of car culture in L.A., isn't there? It's the best place to be. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Porsches uh, in that part of the world, for sure. I grew up in Southern California, so I can attest to that. Now, you are, I'll tell our listeners, if you recognize the name Roof, and I'm sure you do, she is the daughter of Aloy and Estonia Roof, of course, of the famous Roof Automobile Company. And your father was a very early guest on the show here. He was guest number 106. He was very kind to come in very early because I met your dad back in two. 2006, when I picked up a car in Germany at the factory, Porsche, and first place we drove was to your your dad's place. And then your mom came and was a guest last year, number 2135. So now you're at a number that you got them both beat. So this is one of those times that you're out in front of both your folks. Yeah, it's a whole family business. <laughs> a whole family Yes, it is. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, I'd love for you to share one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Aloisa. Um, I have to think about that. Probably that I speak four languages. Wow. That might be something that comes to people as the news. As, um, Spanish and German are my mother tongue, since my mother's Venezuelan and my father's German. And I grew up in an English-speaking household, and French and Italian came along the way. So I'm, I'm a radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, a very impressive. Uh, that's awesome. You know, a lot of people in Europe uh, versus here in the U.S. Are, are bilingual, at least two languages, but four. I don't know how your brain works that way. I've just, I struggled. I took French in college. I took Spanish in high school because I lived close to to Mexican border and had friends that were from there. Uh, Spanish wasn't that hard, but French for some reason was challenging. But German... Can't do it. It seems so difficult. So uh, uh, you're way you're way ahead of me down the road when it comes to languages. So that's very impressive. I love it. Let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to dive into your world. Aloisa Roof is a petrol head. Wow, could she not be growing up in that family? She's an artist, though. She's a designer, and is working on her bachelor degree in brand communications and design. She's also working at Roof Automobile in their public relations department, marketing, and occasionally on the production line. 
as a mechanic. Ah, there's another talent. Aloise is also the daughter, as I said, of Aloise and Estonia Roof, both past guests here on Cars Yeah. And for 84 years, Roof Automobile has worked in pursuit of the perfect driving experience. In 1974, Aloise took over his, uh, biz- his father's business, basically, when his father passed. And by 1983, he had built the first Roof Badge car, the BTR. And then, of course, came the Yellow Bird, I got to visit your dad's place and drive one of those. Oh my gosh, my heart's still beating fast from that. (laughs) And since then, numerous special models. And today, Roof Automobile remains a family-owned operation, as we're learning today, with Estonia serving as CEO of the company. Roof has become like family to hundreds of us automotive enthusiasts worldwide. And Aloisa is the next generation of the Roof brand as it grows. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor, so give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Buck luck, we're talking to a roof today. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up, but my usage was the same, and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Are you wondering what your collector car is worth these days? Are you thinking about buying a collector car? I know who can help. My friends at Classic.com will help you stay on top of the market so you know which similar vehicles are out there, what they're selling for, what you should pay, and how to price your vehicle. Go to Classic.com slash garage, enter your vehicle's information, specs including the year, make, model, mileage, and options, and they will provide you with a list of recent comparable sales. Their powerful search engine is up to date, finding new listings, tracking sales, and keeping you informed, providing data so you can make the right decision. If you're selling a vehicle, they can help as well with their Classic.com Pro Division, steering you to a qualified professional who will help. Finding the right vehicle and selling your vehicle is all about timing and exposure. So what are you waiting for? Go to classic.com slash garage and give it a run. That's classic.com slash garage and tell them Mark sent you. So Eloisa, we are back. Now you and I met during car week and I got to spend a little bit of time last year. I got to spend a little time talking to you. I believe you're at the quail and you guys had a great display there. And uh, one of the things that you told me, you had a beautiful hat on and you said, well, I painted this hat because I'm an artist. And I went, oh, you're an artist. And you talked about design and marketing and all this. So you and I have some some similarities here. That's what I studied in college. And that's what I did for a large variety or a majority, I should say, of my career. But I want to talk first about 
your involvement with your family business and what you're doing today or you hope to be doing once you finish school and you're back as a full-time part of the team. So let's start there. Your hopes and dreams for your involvement with your family's business. Well, I do hope for the family business to keep growing as healthily and naturally as it has for the last for the last eight years. I mean, the way the company has grown um, was not fast, but very authentic, and by, the, by surrounding ourselves with amazing customers and, amaz- and an amazing fan base that really understand the true essence of what Roof is. And I um, envision that we continue this type of growth and, of course, some awesome developments of new cars, new models that are also all 100% roof cars and in-house developed, just like the CTR anniversary and the SDR. So that's what I see in the vision. And I also see that my role currently is not only, you know, the marketing and the public relations and all of that. I also see my role specifically to inspire people of my age and younger to have that spark ignited for that analog and passionate driving, you know, having cars that are true to themselves and not driving computers, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to continue and pass on that fascination that was given to me at birth. And I think being a petrolhead is contagious and I would love to keep <laughs> keep contagion other people and infecting them with this car craziness that I that I have and to keep going. I don't think that's going to be hard to do uh, with the brand that your parents have built. When you were growing up in the family, you, have you really been? Have you been infected by the car bug, uh, if I can put it that way? Since you were a little girl, I mean, you almost it almost seems like you would have to be. I mean, if you grew up in a a family like that, but I'm looking from the outside as an enthusiast, as a Porsche fan, a roof fan, uh, a car that I know about and a brand I've known about forever. And I've been lucky enough to visit your folks place twice now and see what you're doing. The last time I was there, I saw the expansion into restoration of older cars as well. But growing up, were you a car girl? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, I would like to say of myself that I'm relatively multifaceted and always inspired by many, many things that I surround myself with, whether it be people, whether it be art, whether it be music, and of course, cars. And whilst growing up, I was, of course, exploring these other sides that I have to me. I would also say that I still do to this day. And cars are always a major role because every, I think the relationship between a car and the owner or who drives it and Sitting in it, quite frankly, as a little girl, was very intimate. And my best memories were in cars and when I was doing road trips with my parents. And I got to sit in the back, for instance, of our RCT, which is a 964 body and white based monotrip car. Yeah. And I would love my, my, my teddy bear and sleep in the back. And there's nothing more soothing to me without really understanding what it was that my parents were doing. It was just something that felt like home. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> well, pardon? I just say, oh my gosh, I'm thinking of, of being a little boy and, and being able to be in that environment, being surrounded by that as being an automotive enthusiast. But I understand yes. that was just your day. That was part of your life. That's just what you did. Very natural to me, quite frankly. And also my, my mother took me into the workshop. You know, she's such, a, such an amazing woman. And after getting birth to me, she took me every day to work in her basket and in the stroller. And I would always run around the office in the back and ask the guys what they were up to 
trying to understand, you know, what they're wrenching on. And then for some time, of course, going to kindergarten and preschool died down, but that was really left me and I was pursuing other things and ideas that, I don't know, I want to be a singer or a songwriter or I want to go into the movies. But that was at a very, very young age. But it never, the cars never left me and it's something that, um, that proves that it's very natural in the sense of a passion cannot just happen overnight. And it was really something that grew with me, I can say. Oh yeah, I I can I can only imagine. I'm just imagining the dream life of being around those cars growing up, and uh, as you get older and older, it's it it just seems unreal. But that was part of your life, which is so cool. Uh, yeah. When you think about what you have been doing and what you're going to be doing, because this is just part of your life. I mean, it's been for so long. What is the favorite part of Roof Automobile? For you, either the favorite, your favorite part of what it is or what it is you do and will be doing in the short term until your role expands? Um, to pick out one favorite part is a bit complex for me, but um, I must say, again, like I accentuated earlier, that feeling of home and that connection, you know, when I walk in the workshop with the guys outside and just speaking to everybody, it's just such a beautiful orchestra that my parents are leading. And every attention to detail and the intricacy that goes into not only of course the development of the car but then the production and being a part of all of that is just absolutely out of this world and I think that seeing the development to the finished product is one of the most exciting things for me and one of my favorite things quite frankly is meeting with the customers and these customers you know they become friends the other day I was I was talking to one of our clients um he might be listening to the podcast I hope he does <laughs> and he was telling me you know that when I that when I buy a roof car, I am stuck with you guys because <laughs> <laughs> these cars become like children because we spend such a long time, you know, specking it with the customer and phone calls here and there. So you actually grow a relationship with the client, and then when the car is gone, we almost feel homesick to it, and we always check in, doing all right, if the customer is happy, and I feel that those relationships are so incredibly valuable. Absolutely. Well, it really is at the end of the day, all about the people anyway, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's great. I like to ask people about what I call are their driving inspirations. That is key mentors in their life or very influential people that played a big role to bring them to this point in their life and their career. I kind of assume maybe we've, it's an obvious answer here, your parents, but maybe not. So who were your driving inspirations? Um, quite frankly, yes, it's my parents. I mean, my father's visions and tranquility when it comes to driving and when it comes to telling me about cars, you know, you really know that when somebody that you love has so much passion, there's no way of getting around also <laughs> being, being you know, infected by that exact same passion. And my mother being such an inspiration to me as a woman in the automotive industry and always telling me to believe in myself and I know this might sound a bit cheesy but she it's true she always told me you know if you want if you think this is the right path for you then go ahead and do it and you'll have all my support and it's been incredible because it was never forced into anything you know many may assume that I have to do this because it's a family legacy but I was always given that freedom of choice and to have that endless support also coming from my mother's side and inspiration as a woman you know they're both driving forces, absolutely. Oh, wonderful. Now, let's talk a bit about a challenge that you faced up to this point that looking back was a great learning lesson, but perhaps going through it 
wasn't so much fun. Was there an experience like that that when you look back now really helped define you and helped you grow in many ways? It's quite complex for me to say one specific point. I think throughout life we're always faced by small and major challenges along the way. But at the end of the day, they shape us into, into who we are today. One major and recent thing that I can't stop thinking about when you mentioned this question is COVID, of course. I mean, COVID changed. I thought I had my life planned out in one way, and now it's growing and flourishing into a completely different way. And I wouldn't particularly say that it was a hardship, but it was definitely challenging to turn around and drive the other direction. But it's, it's been beautiful. How how did that happen? You've got me intrigued a little bit here because obviously uh, COVID um, shut a lot of things down and affected so many aspects of everybody's lives and uh, in some ways tragedy, people losing their lives and so forth. But how did that challenge mm-hmm. specifically, it sounds like it re-altered a bit your direction. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And after I graduated high school, I was pursuing more my artistic career. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to Paris for some time, hence why I speak French, and I moved to Paris for some time and had said to myself, well, I'm going to start my bachelor's in visual arts, and then I'm going to go into engineering and go into the company so I feed both of my passions, which is art and cars. And then when COVID came, you know, Paris is a quite crazy place, especially when it comes to politics and protests and particularly places place. So the wind blew me back to Pfaffenhausen and I <laughs> couldn't help but start wrenching during COVID and really went back to the things that I was doing when I was 15 and realized that it's, that it's time now and that I cannot just say I'll do it in five years if I have, you know. And through this time period, it was very difficult for me to balance um, my creative side with my I want to say mechanic side and automotive side. And then I decided there's a fantastic way of letting these two merge together. So I started experimenting with automotive photography. And basically, I'm now where I am because of this turning point, because of realizing that I can balance it and it doesn't have to be one or the other. Ah, fascinating. That's very, 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 very interesting. Wow. Uh, Well, thanks for sharing (laughs) that with us. When you look ahead... And I don't want to go too far down the road because you just don't know where things are going to be. But when you look ahead the next two or three years, and perhaps when you're done with your degree, where do you see yourself in the company? I see myself working hand in hand with my with my parents. And I get the question often, if do you see yourself taking over? And I say, hopefully not anytime soon, because I still have so much to learn. And see myself being in Poffenhausen and being part of continuing, of course, with the marketing and the public relations, because I guess that's where part of my creativity gets to flourish, you know, when it comes to advertising and doing the merchandise and the collaboration I did last year for some fashion I made, but also going more into the engineering aspects and really being, I guess, more involved in it than I can now because of time as well. The world is your oyster, as they say. (laughs) There's a lot of opportunity there to do a lot of different things. I always like to ask people about a special vehicle in their life. Now, being surrounded by roof automobiles, oh my gosh, what isn't special? But if you could pick out one car that's been particular of particular interest to you in your life at this point, which car is it? Maybe you could share a little story about that ride. Um, Yes, I think I have a very specific car. Funnily enough, not a roof. It's a 1965 
Porsche 901 that my father restored. It was beautiful car in Bali blue with um, tapita interior and black leather. The very, very classic, classic car. And that was that was the car that I grew up in, in the summers, in the falls and springs. And obviously in Germany, you can't drive that beauty in the winter. But I resonate that with being my first um, Porsche love affair. In the sense that I remember that I would always go to that car and give it a little kiss. And my dad <laughs> would tell me, no, touch the car. You know, I was, I was three or four years old. I could barely walk. And I remember that excitement of getting into that car and smelling it. And my father had made me a pillow I can sleep in the back that was in the St. Pepita, um, in the house too, as the car was made out of. Yes. And I just remember that car was the first car that he took me to school in, and, and there's many, many beautiful memories were made there, and also, quite frankly, unfortunately, we had to sell it at that point, um, but I remember that I, my dad took me on his lap and showed me how to steer when I was a little girl in that car. I mean, I have so many incredible memories. Oh, how nice. Wow. A very, very early car too. That's pretty, that's pretty very, very cool. Yeah. So I'm going to be a car psychologist for you today. I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here and see where we go. If you were reincarnated, manifest as a vehicle, not what you want to be though. This is how you perceive all your personal idiosyncrasies as a woman. What would you be? But more importantly, why? <laughs> I think I think that, frankly, I'd be a wolf RCT Evo because it's, it's a wolf in a sheep's skin. Mm-hmm. It tends to be underestimated, and I like that a lot. And my mother always told me it's better to be underestimated than overestimated. <laughs> and I like to follow by that legacy of it. And just the, the way the mono turbo sounds when you, when you hit the 5,000 RPM, which is just incredible. So I think, I think that's one of the cars that I think is subliminally in such a timeless elegance to it too, that it's just, I get to, I guess, be in that car. Yeah. And <laughs> color-wise, I'd have to think about it a bit longer. But <laughs> yeah. Well, being an artist, I have a feeling it's going to be some pretty cool, wild, paint-to-sample-esque Porsche color, I guess. Although I know you guys paint cars in whatever color people want. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be something I think kind of special, is my guess. Yes, yes. I I think so. I think it would be a very bright color, maybe a red. Um, I I have to think about it, or an orange. I wouldn't go too crazy because I'm... Currently, I'm not even thinking about myself anymore. I'm just specking the car in my head. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I understand. Now, I have to ask you this question because you're a young person and the world is changing and things are changing in the car world very, very fast. Will we see yeah. an electric roof in the future? Quite frankly, we have seen an electric roof in the past oh. already. Okay. My father was, to this day, the first, he created back in 2007 the first electric 911, which we named the E-Roof. And we worked together with Siemens for the battery development. And we all know that 2007, nobody was really thinking about e-mobility as a reality of the future. And um, because besides um, being passionate for cars, my father also um, has a hydroelectric power plant. And an extra fun fact is that our company runs um, fully on green energy with solar panels and that hydroelectric power plant. So he was thinking of how can we put the electricity that we generate, all those kilowatts, into our car. 
And we created two types. We created a Targa car, which was based on a 997, and um, a coupe. And we built around 10 cars at that time, and it was incredible, and we had amazing feedback. But up until this day, we've grown into having 90 employees. And I think when it comes to mobility, it's better to leave it onto the big OEMs that have the capacity, because we specialize into the detailing of the cars, into the engineering of engines, and all those intricacies. And we currently just don't have the capacity to even go in that direction. And um, quite frankly, our love for the combustion engine overpowers the love for electricity. And it's nice to know that we have had a beautiful past and we were visionaries back in the day. Yes. Well, I'm glad you shared that. I had heard about that. But when I mention it to people, most people go, what? No, they didn't do that. So, and if you think about the Porsche brand going back to the beginning, Dr. Porsche built an electric car way back at the very start. Yeah. Yeah. So everything new is, uh, or everything old is new again in so many respects. So I guess we will see into the future where things go. And it sure is coming down fast. That's for sure. They never say never. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) So how about a great book that you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners today? We love books here on Cars, yeah. Um, the last book I read was, quite frankly, by um, Bukowski with Hammond Rye. It's quite a vulgar book, and it's like watching a movie of a coming of age in the United States. And I thought it was very interesting, of course, as a woman to read such a socialist book as well. I never had read Bukowski before. But a book before that was that I read that really did leave an impression on me and on my Latin American roots was 100 Years of Solitude. Yes, I would definitely recommend you 100 Years of Solitude. If, you, if you're interested in the rock and roll scene, um, also Patti Smith's Just Kids is very beautifully poetic written and gives an insight of how life can work out sometimes so beautifully in the most unexpected moments. Very inspiring. Yeah, I, I, one past guest has recommended that book as well, and I, I have not read it, but I should get my hands on it now that two people have recommended it. So uh, some great recommendations <laughs> there, some very unique reading for sure. Yeah. I'm going to enable you to have a little fun here. Now, I almost was going to skip okay. this question because you've been around the most incredible cars. You've been on what I call many ultimate drives. And what I do with my guests is a little bit of a fantasy drive here. I provide you with any car in the world. Don't worry about the cost. Park it in front of your house, your garage, wherever. You get to take it on any kind of drive. But here's the key. You get to take anybody with you, including somebody that maybe isn't with us anymore, somebody from the past, which would make a very interesting ride. So for someone who's been on so many ultimate drives in so many ultimate roof cars, what would the ultimate drive look like for you today, Eloisa? My ultimate drive would be my daily drive, quite frankly, in my 912. I restored a 1968 912 on myself. And it would be with, um, with my grandfather, who I have never had the chance to meet, the grandfather on my father's side, so I know she's senior. And I would love to have a chat um, to him and introduce myself to him about who I am. I would let him drive because I'm so curious what he would say about my restoration <laughs> because that car new back in his day. And um, so I, yeah, so I'd take that car because I would love to hear from him what he thinks of the job that I've done. And I'd take him for 
obviously emotional reasons because I know what an imprint he has left on my father and what legacy and all the lessons he's taught him that are now being passed on to me. And I would love to, you know, get to know, get to know him. Oh my gosh, I've got goosebumps on my arm. That That is a wonderful answer to that question. Uh, given the legacy of the brand and your grandfather and your father and the stories your father told me when he was on the show about how the company started with, with him as a little boy yeah. and his, his grandfather or his father, you know, uh, spotting that car and fixing it and moving on. So uh, what a wonderful answer. That is a great answer to that question. I'm sure he'd be very proud and extremely happy to meet you. You've taken us on a really fun ride and I, I'm so excited to have brought you the next generation of roof into the cars yeah world especially having known your mom and your dad and they're just the well you already know this but they are the nicest people uh ever since i met your dad way back i mean he sends me a christmas card every year it's just it's just incredible nicest nicest people you'll ever meet and the coolest cars you'll ever drive before i let you go could you share maybe some parting words of inspiration or wisdom with us um, inspiration was well. First of all, I wanted to thank you for your time, Mark, and for your kind words and about me. And um, when it comes to inspiration, is to always, always keep going and and brace yourself for what life has for you, even if it's in the most unplanned moments. Life can take such beautiful forms, and it comes in so many different ways. And always pursue your passion. If it's cars, if it's anything else, there's nothing you can never do wrong when you follow your heart. Absolutely. Nicely said. How can people learn more about what's going on at Roof today? Um, well, at Roof, we have our website, which is roof-automobile.de for Deutschland. Then we also have Roof since 1939's Instagram account. And if you want to learn more about my personal endeavors, it's just Aloisa Roof on Instagram. There we go. I'll put all those links on Aloisa's Cars Yeah show notes page on the Cars Yeah website so you can check them out. Uh, obviously, most of you listeners probably already know about Roof, but I would uh, follow them on Instagram. You can follow Eloisa as well and uh, see what's coming next because they're always coming up with something new and fantastic. And I want to do a shout out. Thank you to Kevin at Con Media. Con Media sends me some wonderful guests. Kevin's responsible for getting Eloisa and I together today. So, Kevin, thank you very much. Eloisa, thanks thank you, for Kevin. Yeah, thank Thanks for being so generous today with your time, taking a break from your busy schedule down there at the Peterson. Do say hello to all my friends down there. I've had many people from the Peterson Museum on the show here, uh, Terry and others. A great group of people you're getting to spend some time and learn some things from. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Sure, I hope to see you soon. Absolutely. Will you be at Car Week this year? Certainly. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll see you there. We'll have some fun. Thanks so much. And also say hi to your folks for me as well, okay? I will. Thank you. Very nice. 20, 50, or 100 years from now, will there be a workforce to care for the collector vehicles we love? With auto shop programs disappearing across the country, it's a question we enthusiasts have to ask. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these vehicles aren't lost to time. One of the many ways RPM, which is short for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship, is accomplishing this goal is through workforce development initiatives. The RPM Apprenticeship Program enables the next generation of artisans to earn a living while they learn the craft of restoring and preserving these vehicles directly from industry professionals. The Endangered Skills Program documents the process of masters training future craftspeople on a variety of critical skills in danger of being lost forever. 
For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of the collector vehicle skills trade, visit RPM Foundation today. They're one of the charities of choice here on Cars Yeah. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!